Hi, thanks for joining us at Once When I Was Cool, a podcast by two older blokes who have got blood pressure problems and all the problems of the world, looking back on times when they were better, when we enjoyed things, when we had more fun. My name's Dave, joining me is we. Hey Dave, I didn't even know what blood pressure was, went back in when I was a kid. Um, I probably caused a lot of high blood pressure for my, my family and most likely my younger brother back in the day. But uh, yeah, now I've, I'm on to two tablets. So oh, if the third one kicks lucky in, duck. I mean, yeah, we've, hit, so, we've, hit, we've hit that age where we can compare what sort of tablets we're taking, whether it be blood pressure or uh, or other sorts of ones. My my favourite's the gout tablets that I have to take. That's how you know you've hit the you've hit the jackpot <laughs> of middle age when you get gout. It's terrific stuff. That's a great ailment. But someone who doesn't probably have any ailments and is helping us getting out there to your earballs is producer Simon, who's a young whippersnapper in comparison to us two old blokes. Yes, yes, Simon, good on him, joining us again, uh, helping us out, getting us out there. He's a top fella. He's a young buck, so he doesn't have to worry about blood pressure and gout and all the other sorts of things. And uh, reflux, there's another one. There we go. But we're not here to talk about all our ailments and all our old man illnesses. Um, so we, I was sort of looking back and and thinking today when we're having a bit of a clean out, I've just built a new shed at my place, and so I've had a, the opportunity to clear out a lot of the garage that I've got. And I found a, lot, a few sort of older things that have been kicking around from my childhood, although I must admit most of the stuff I've uh, from my childhood that still exists is uh, at Ruby's house because uh, I don't think any of the three of us have cleared anything out. Um, but I was thinking back on some of the things, the, the toys and, uh, uh, you know, some of the stranger sorts of things that haven't really stood the test of time, but I think we, we enjoyed them and they were certainly uh, fads. So, we once, when I was cool, we used to have fad toys and uh, I guess fad followings, would you say? Obscurities, different yeah. sorts of things that have, have fallen away to obscurity now. Well, uh, it's like any any time in um, the space-time continuum, there's always fads. But looking back at some of the stuff that we had, uh, some of it was quite <laughs> really obscure. And uh, if you tried to market any of it today, you'd be like, you, you wouldn't even know where to start. Well, it's interesting. Some of the stuff that we've got on the list, because we had a bit of a bit of a chat beforehand about some of the things we could put on the list. And there's a lot of lot of different things that go on there that I think would make for a good um, a good uh, episode on its own. And uh, we we did something on fashion and trends, I think, with with our friend, our Canadian friend Stacey, there a while ago. And I think we might be able to revisit it after we've had a look. But a lot of the toys and things still exist in some form or another, but they're not nearly as popular as they were at the time. And probably the one that springs to mind more than anything else was the Rubik's Cube. Yeah, the Rubik's Cube, which I only come to learn, you know, over the last couple of years is just an algorithm to making it work. And I don't know what that algorithm is still, but there's an algorithm and the way you've got to do it and have it facing you the right way to actually get it out. I used to think I was cool when I could get two or three sides. I used to just think, oh, oh I, well, I could it. never do that. I was happy if I could get a layer, which was um, one side with all the colours matched up around the around the, the immediate edge. Yeah, and it, it was one of those things that um, it was also a good weapon to throw. Um, but it did it did break, and I have over time um, taken it all apart and put it back together. That was so the only way we like ever got it. it, so we pulled it all apart. And I remember people used to try and switch stickers and do things like that on them. Well, that was the only way, really, because back, back then there was no – like uh, if you put in uh, Rubik's Cube algorithm, it'll tell you how to do it, what you've got to do and how you've got to do it. That's why these people can do it so fast. It's just a – just an algorithm, just a pattern. Um, have you had? But, have you seen one recently? 
Have you come across one in the last year or two? There's so many different kinds. There's heaps of them. There's heaps. There's no, but I haven't personally come across I, I, one. But. I came across one probably about six or eight months ago sitting on someone's desk and I picked it up and had a bit of a twist and realised why I don't have one anymore because I hate it and I couldn't do it and I don't know the algorithm. So I um, I lost interest in it. Probably the same amount of interest you had back in the day. But, you know, <laughs> when, when you look at it, there's now multiple versions of it. So you've got the snake one. Yep. which is the Rubik's yep. snake. And then you had that flat one that used to have like the fishing string in it and you used to have to flip it from, it was flat and you'd flip it and you used to have to get all the lines to meet up. Yeah, okay. Work. Yeah, and there was another, was that the one that used to give you the colours and they'd make funny patterns and. Yep, yep. Mm. And I, I just thought it was amazing how it worked, that you mm. could actually, it must just be the way they've put it together, obviously. Yeah. Um, but. No, I wasn't. Um, I wasn't very skilled at um, hmm. at that sort of stuff. Hmm. Um, so from there, did you? Uh, I guess the probably the other thing that I that I did love and I had up until recently, but I think I broke it or dropped it or did something was the magic eight ball. Do you ever have a magic eight ball? You shake it and it'd give you the answer. I love the magic eight ball. I have one at work, and when people come in and ask me questions, sometime I say, "Let me refer to the magic eight ball." <sighs> I, I think a better. I usually have a um, a fifty cent piece that I flip, but a magic eight ball gives you much more creative ways of saying no. Well, yeah, it does. I've also got the buttons on my desk that have yes, no, um, and and then I've got one an Australian one that says g'day, and you can hit that, and it says all different types of g'day. But the yes and no buttons, that's always something that um, I like to use in my office as well. If someone comes to ask me something, it's just. The no gets more of a workout. <laughs> right. Okay. So you've still got a, um, a, a magic eight ball then? Yeah. Love my magic eight ball. I refer to it um, refer to it a bit. I think it's great. Did you ever have a mood ring? I remember having uh, two sisters. We used to have the odd mood rings um, hanging around. I don't, know, I don't know. I don't even know how they worked. I'm sure it wasn't to do with your mood. I'm sure it was just a, something to do with the temperature of your skin or something like that. But it's um, it's interesting how they used to sort of come around. They were always ugly and had this big weird looking rock that used to change colours. I think that's exactly what it was. It was just a like a stone that had changed colours with body temperature. Um, no, my uh, mood ring was just a bit of gravel, which was black. That's what mood I was in a lot. <laughs> so, the mood you're allowed to be in. Yeah, along with my pet rock. Yeah, uh, pet rocks are a weird thing. I know we've talked about pet rocks before. I'm sure we've covered some of these in an episode before, so apologies uh, if we're, we're going over uh, familiar ground. But I, I still don't understand a pet rock, why you would pay money for a rock when you could have just gone to the beach or gone to the any dirt road anywhere and been able to do that. Oh, I think it's um, one of the marketing strategies, getting someone to buy a rock. Mm. Pretty smart. It's like trying to sell ice to Eskimos. Yeah, yeah. But, yes. yeah, no, I, I, mood rings, a lot of the girls used to have them and as far as I'm concerned, I just think they worked off a, a body heat type thing. Yeah, I don't know. They seem popular for a long time. I don't know. I think they might have made a mood necklace as well. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, there you go. All right, and so what's next? What else, what else sort of springs to mind, mate? Well, you've got to look through the 80s and you've got to look at um, 
you know, uh, you know, girls and boys toys were pretty much, uh, it wasn't a lot of unisex type of toys. So you had all the different types of dolls. Obviously you had Barbie, but then you had um, the Cabbage Patch Kids, the um, which, you know, they all had a name and a birth date and, you know, they were very, very popular. The Cabbage uh, Patch Kids, yeah, I remember Crystal had one of them and it had its own little certificate and, birth date and everything like that. Never got any older, though, thankfully. I've been concerned if it had. No, and it probably didn't get up like Chucky and run around the house. <laughs> Not that we knew of. Not that you knew of anyway. But, yeah, no, they were, you know, so there was lots of different types of um, toys in terms of lots of dolls. So, you know, there were the Care Bears um, with all the different, um, you know, different uh, embroideries. Sorry about that bit of a delay. I uh, had to uh, go and put my cat away. All right, next up. Um, so we were talking about the uh, Care Bears with their little embroidery. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I so didn't seem to think we had a couple of them as well. I don't think it was Glenda because Glenda wasn't into that sort of stuff. It must have been Crystal because um, we we had a few Care Bears, um, we, like a couple of different coloured ones, but um, and they all, you know, one was Hope, one was Happy, one was something else. Sound no, like the seven dwarves, really. There was never one that was like called misery or um, bankruptcy or, uh, you know. <laughs> Single mum. Yeah, or chlamydia. <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> there was never one of them. They, they, they all seemed to be old, wholesome and pure. So, yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. it was a bit like the My Little Ponies of the bear world of the, you know, they were also with their big rainbow hair and things like that. But the colours of the, the Care Bears were just obscure and, yeah, they, they then even went into a cartoon. So mm. not only did they um, they market um, the Care Bear dolls, it was went into a, a, a cartoon. And they marketed the crap out of them, making sure they could squeeze every last cent out of the merchandise they could. Yeah, and, you know, sending yeah. parents broke buying them, you and know. I, I guess it then rolled into... Um, I guess the the next sort of thing for there was the Furby. Do you remember the Furby? Yeah, yeah. It was a sort of weird little robotic thing that was sort of like part um, uh, what gremlin. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was gremlin. Like a gremlin. What, what's, what's a gremlin that before it's the gremlin though? What's it called? A mogwai. It was like yeah. one of them crossed with a, a little weird robot type thing with a plastic plastic yellow sort of eyelids and a. A, a brown sort and of. And didn't they talk at work. various times of the day just to frighten the kiddies? Yeah, <laughs> think that they <laughs> yeah. think they're possessed. Yeah. Or yes. if someone broke into your house and be like, "Stop yeah. that!" And I guess the lazy man's version of that, or lazy person's version of that, was the Tamagotchi, which was like a little keyring thing that you had to feed and change and do all weird sort of stuff with, um, which was just like a little thing, probably not even as big as the palm of your hand and it, you, you used to have to cart it with you everywhere. And I don't know, I never really got into it and never really understood why something that you had to look after and feed and, yeah. I think it was one of those Wake things. you up in the night. Why was, it a, why was it an entertaining thing to have? I think it was trying to teach um, kids about responsibility. Um, you could have given them a real pet to do that, um, mm. but a um, lot less mess. You know, it didn't destroy it. You didn't have to clean up after it or anything like that, although did, you sort of did. Did you ever have one? No, I did not have one. 
All right. Um, no, so Furby was a was a fad for a while, but uh, no, I never got into it. People seemed to, and I think it had a bit of a resurgence probably 10, 15 years ago, um, but never took off again. Because some things are just better left alone. Yeah, well, there you go, or never commenced to begin with. Um, yeah. Did you ever see those funny little monkey things that had the open mouth and they had hard plastic thumbs and you could stick their thumb in their mouth? Um, they were called Monchichi. Um, and they yeah. used to have weird little slogans. They're only little sorts of things and soft, but their their mouth, which is always making like a kissy lip sort of thing, um, always had um, you, you could stick the thumb in there or some of them would have ears that you could stick the thumb in their ear, one in their ear and one in their mouth. And I think we had one that had a little sign around its neck. I can't quite remember what the what the sign said. It said something like, hello, Kong needs friend or something like that. I don't even know where it came from, but it had two big Japan, nostrils mate, that you could stick its two big nostrils, its ears, and its mouth that you could stick its thumbs into. So you could do all sorts of weird, different things. What, why you'd want to be putting its thumbs anywhere but in its mouth? I don't know. Um, because you I know, don't know. You're never allowed to pick your nose in public. So why would your dolls be allowed? Well, it's not you. You're not allowed to. It's that you shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't know. Get, getting in there, having a good dig, especially if you've got the one long fingernail, can be quite rewarding at the end of the day. I used to work in a bakery when I was uh, a teenager. I worked in one of those, you know, supermarket come department stores type things. And for about, I guess, two years, I was the cleaner. And I, ha- I hated working there, but I love cleaning because I didn't have to talk to people. I didn't have to answer stupid questions. But the f- two things that used to always get me were the fruit and veg aisle because you just freshly go and clean everything. And in summer, somebody would, I don't know whether even if they did it deliberately, they'd drop grapes off the edge and then squish them in. And, and they're almost like they're looking at you, like eyeballing you and then shredding on the grapes when you've just been through with the mop and bucket. And then um, the other one was the bakery. So at the end of the day, bakers just didn't even try to keep things clean or try and keep things in any form of, of container. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's always stuff on the floor, so you'd have to sweep it up. And, and sweeping up, you know, off-cut flour was just miserable. Hmm. But you'd have to do it. And occasionally you'd have to serve it as well. And I know there's a story that Ruby would like me to tell, but I'm not going to tell it. So, um, well, I, basically we had a display case of um, – of all bread products that had been varnished and lacquered so that it was a display thing. And they shoved me in there one day and I didn't know. And somebody asked, somebody asked for one of the big long rolls that had been lacquered and I put it in a bag and sold it to them, never saw them again. Um, and it wasn't until another, another um, customer came up and asked and said, is this a real one or is it lacquered? And I went, oh, no, you know, 15-year-old kid. I didn't know. But my mum and dad, uh, you know, to this day still thinks it's one of the funniest things i ever heard. Anyway, I, yeah, there you go. I hope, they, I hope they chipped a tooth trying to eat it. But anyway. It's hilarious. <laughs> Did you keep your job after that? I didn't tell anyone. No one knew. They didn't complain. No one knew about it. And dead-head 15-year-old kid, that's what you get when you chuck them in there on a public holiday at 4 o'clock when everyone else has gone home. But um, cleaning cleaning the bakery was always miserable because there was flour on every surface. It was even on the undersides of surfaces. And how they got it there, I'll never know. I'm sure they did it on purpose. But um, you go through and it'd be 4 o'clock and the shop closed at 5. So from 3.30 onwards, you'd have to clean the bakery. And it was a miserable job. But um, cleaning that was, I've forgotten where I was going with this, but um, basically you had to sweep it down as best you could and then you'd have to get a little, like a little paint scraper type thing that's on a long thing and get everything up 
sweep it up again and then hose the lot down. And um, it was a um, it was a it was a fairly sort of miserable sort of job, but but I really enjoyed it because I didn't have to talk to people and I could do my own things. But you used to get really dirty. And I'm not sure why I started talking about this. I have to have a listen back. But there you go. I, I used was, to be a cleaner at some point. Pick, picking your nose in public. Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> it. That's it. Yeah, now I'm with you. So go. anyway, after you've had a big day uh, cleaning out a bakery with all the flour and everything else, you'd, you'd, it'd be the next thing you'd blow your nose a couple of times, but every, your nose would be really dry and getting your, getting your little finger in there and wedging it right up there was always one of the, uh, I guess, one of the treats for a low-paying job, really, not do it at work. Um, but, you know, it was always, always sort of one of the highlights to look forward to at the end of the day. So all of this that, was a, there was a pointless, yeah, that, I, that I, when I was a teenager I enjoyed picking my nose. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's, yeah, there you go. That's yeah. good. That's that was a long-winded way of telling sentence. you that picking your nose is good value and shouldn't be frowned oh, yes. upon. It should not be. Hmm. And, and as as you get older, like like uh, the two of us, the other thing is the big long nose hairs that come out and you just got to pluck those buggers out as well, uh, you know. And yeah. it's always yeah, the get one a pair of pliers. Just, you can't get. Yeah. Tell you what I did. Makes start, you, it makes your eye water. I started watching... Um, <laughs> I started watching The Young Ones the other day, um, watching yep. it again from 1982. And um, there was, I was thinking it's The Young Ones, but it was the spin off of The Young Ones with um, Rick, Rick Mayle and Adrian Edmondson, where they try to um, pluck a nose hair with a pair of pliers. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and there, as you can imagine, hilarity ensued. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And the thing is, uh, you'd have to use not one of those big square nose, but one of those um, oh, that's what they needle, use, yeah. needle nose ones. No, no, no. Live life dangerously. Get one of the big square ones and try and catch an edge with it. Oh, oh nice. That's so awesome. anyway, yeah, we did have a, one of those Monchichis that used to uh, have a little sign and you could get its plastic <laughs> thumb and put it in its mouth or in its nose or in its ears. Oh, I love how we just go from uh, one thing into another. It's great. Yeah, it's all, my, awesome. all our weird stories. Did you ever remember the scratch and sniff stickers? Yes. Yes, I did. And they all smelt like sh- crap to me. Uh, no, nice <laughs> I pulled that up. one back yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice pickup. Well, there was one. I remember back. there was one called Skunk. And it was just a skunk and it had this skunk sort of with its tail up in the air looking over its shoulder at you like to say you were like you were scratching its butt. And it was always a horrible one and people are, people would go, oh, this one's horrible, scritch, 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 and then, oh, oh, yeah, it's horrible. So, um, you know, skunk. Yeah. And then I think there was pineapple and well, lavender wasn't popular. Oh, the reg- then. I, I don't the think regulars. lavender had been invented then. No, lavender wasn't even a. That was probably used as a, it was probably a weed back. In pineapple, the day. pineapple, and banana and chocolate. Yeah, all the flavors of milk, yeah. really, and yeah. skunk. Yeah. Except would you drink lime. skunk? Would you drink skunk milk? Oh, <laughs> I saw lime milk the other day. I haven't seen lime milk for ages. And Sam, uh, my wife Tammy, I should say, uh, pointed it out in the shop when we were walking through the other day and said, "Look, there's lime milk." I went, "Gross! Why would you do it?" <laughs> I know it doesn't look right. Looks like it's gone off and just been sitting there. But what was your question? Would you drink skunk milk? Uh, it'd, it'd be hard to milk them. Yeah, skunk uh, scratch and sniff stickers. Oh, mate, the scratch it, but it's the scratch and sniff one. So where it's the the skunk, it's a bit like you know someone doing a fart. You go, oh, that stinks. But everyone then has a smell of it. Mm. So that's what it was like, you know. It was like, but yeah. And and how long did this the smell last for? It lasted longer like than a, your fingernail. Yeah, it was like a day. 
Did you, um, how, when did you ever come across them? I only ever came across them when teachers gave them out at school. Yeah. And my mum, Ruby, Ruby, Ruby was a school teacher. I don't ever remember her giving them out. I don't remember if she ever had them or not. And um, Glenda's a school teacher now, and I'm pretty sure she doesn't, she's never given them out either. Oh, they're probably um, some uh, something probably that'll kill peanut, you. Peanut allergy uh, flavored one where you, <laughs> where you sniff it and roll the dice, <laughs> and then there's oh, another one oh. that goes with it, which is EpiPen scent. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they go together. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Um, you have, you have they, to rub they, it on your eyeball for rapid absorption. <laughs> the uh, the ones you probably get these days would be um, lactose free, scratch and sniff, or. <laughs> Vegan um, ones. Vegan yeah, ones vegan. they couldn't smell like an animal. It has to smell like something that fell off a tree naturally. Yeah. Um, or a skunk, like it's a real skunk. <laughs> <laughs> skunk hair, just just skunk fur. What about the um what about the um the puffy stickers? We're having a few technical issues there. Do you remember the little puffy raised sort of stickers that you used to get? Yeah, mate. They were they were great. Some of them were um, just having some uh, difficulties here with my uh, headset. It's deciding it doesn't want to really play. So I've just got to hit OK and we're right. I'm back. Terrific. I don't know where I really went. No, no. Um, puffy stickers. No, the puffy stickers, you know, the, they were they would cut you like a paper cut. On the edges because they had the really hard plastic edges and then the puffiness in the middle. Puffy stickers? Um, yeah, the puffy stickers. So you put them on and you try and get them off and they'd cut you like razors, mate. They would be like razors because hmm. they had like the hard plastic sort of edges and then the puffiness. Well, that's the ones we had. That might have been the poor version of them. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> ever remember trying to remove them. I think once they were on, they were on for good. But um, they used to come in like a sheet of all different all different shapes and sizes, and you'd have to peel them off, and then you'd stick them on various things. Um, I don't know whether that whatever happened to them. They seem to be here, and now they're not. Probably because if you break it open, there's a bit of foam in it, and kids were choking on it. I don't, yeah, you know, there's always uh, some reason or some OH and S expert right. um, that that you needed a ticket to use them. But um, you know, there was all sorts of. Um, uh, along with the stickers, remember the ink stamps used to be really popular as well. You get all the different, um, you know, different shaped ink stamps and um, you you just slap them down. So you, you'd buy them and they'd be a, a set of lips or an apple and some of them actually had the smell with them as well. So a strawberry one would smell like strawberry, um, things like Do you remember those? I think so. Did they come in their own little, you push them down, they're self-inking, or did you have to use yeah, a stamp yep, yep, pad yep, yep. with it? No, no, self-inking. Mm. Otherwise, they'd all smell the same if you used an ink pad. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> or I was more thinking about the the amount of fingerprints and everything else that would be around the walls of your house and your mum going off a brain because you'd put fing- red, red, red ink fingerprints everywhere. But how, how many times have you stuck a sticker on the wall and then um, got into trouble for it? Only once. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> These days, it'd be you'd go through through a house and it, uh, there'd be a sticker on. I've seen stickers on yeah. car windows and everything. You, you know, know, I turned kids must get and put on the windows. I, I, you know, I must admit, I turn fifty next year, and I still love stickers. 
You know, I I still, you know, if their stickers get handed out, I oh, there's random places around the house now. Now that it's my house, not on the painted walls, of course, that have stickers turn up. I love them. Yeah, yeah, it's one thing to have stickers, but the, these are the stickers with the white backs, not the clear backs or anything like that. And some cars you see, they'll be driving past you, and where the kids sit. It's covered with 400,000 stickers and then they've tried to scratch them off, obviously, and it just looks horrendous. <laughs> it's not, no different to the um, the grey nomads that have a sticker of every place they've ever stopped to have a wee or something like that. You know, their, their whole back window's covered or, or even worse of their caravan. Well, then the thing is they get from one side of town and get a sticker from the south side and then mm. from the north side because they have to stop twice. Mm. Mm. Yes, yeah. So um, no, I still do love love stickers. Um, they're good. I've got my um, out in the out in the garage. I've got um, a couple of big metal cabinets that I keep tools and bits and pieces in, and they're just covered in stickers. Mm. It's awesome. Mm. Likewise, did your old man collect stickers? He collected everything else. Oh, Jesus! What what didn't he collect? I think I don't think he did collect stickers, but he's got coasters. Spoons, aluminium cans. Probably Have you still rocks. got the spoons? Oh, no, mate. I've uh, taken them out of their spoon case. Mm. In, 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 if you can picture this, in, in a hallway that's probably uh, maybe five to ten metres long. So what's 15, that? You know, 15, 15. Uh, yeah, 15, 15 20, 20 foot. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And so my old man, he decided he would um, – also collect caps. So there was caps that he just put hooks in the wall or a nail on the wall and put a, mm. put a hat on, um, and they were from places that he went or just if people were handing out free ones, he'd take them. But then in between them, all these random hats were mm. like 14 different um, spoon cases, mm. you know, one in the shape of Australia, one in behind glass. Um, but, you know, when we had to move i just took them all out and put them into a big box mm. well, you should have kept them and um taken them to like sporting events and just lobbed them into the crowd like <laughs> you can do with triple a batteries or spark plugs yeah yeah uh oh mate the there's people who still collect them and think it's awesome so mm. um if anyone does want uh, any they are available <laughs> once, I've, school, them all once a school podcast at gmail let us know i'd love to see we we shipping them off to you because that'd be cheap <laughs> <laughs> do you ever think to yeah, do like yeah, egg, egg, and, egg and spoon races and stuff like that with them? No, no. no. Some of them are good. To, some of them are, are good. They got the um, like the solid pewter, like uh, fat income toilets. So like the old outhouses, and they're solid at the top. I mean, that'd take an eye out mm. or knock you out. Melt them, melt them down, melt them down, and make yourself a couple of sets of novelty teeth. <laughs> Have a have a set that you can have for chewing, a set that you can when you go out on the town with your lady, you know, a few different my, sets. My you, could, you could set the odd, uh, you could set the odd gem into it, and the odd jewel. Yeah, yeah, mm. and it, it looks really uh, rotten. Do some rotten teeth looking stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or do just sharp pointed ones, or have like two rows like a shark. You know, I went to. I know we're getting a bit off topic here, but I went to. <laughs> a, it was a pretty weak topic today, mate. Anyway, let's face it. Yeah. Anyway, I went to a uh, costume shop the other week because um, um, my wife and I had to go to a uh, rum party and it was uh, pirate themed because, you know, scurvy and all that stuff with rum. Um, and I went to a. Um, Did you go bow legged? 
Oh, I, with scurvy. I was thinking about getting my. I know no, that's I Ricketts. Scurvy. That's Ricketts. That's not Ricketts. Scurvy. Mm. Um, I had lots of oranges before I went, so I didn't get Ricketts. Um, uh, or scurvy. Um, but at this place, like you could get proper vampire teeth that you can actually put drops of blood in, and they attach to your teeth. And when you go and bite someone, it actually leaks out blood. It was amazing. Why Back are you day, going and biting like, random people at the party? Uh, why wouldn't you? You wouldn't be I biting didn't... their neck, though. You're not tall enough. You'd have to bite them on the thigh. Wherever I can, wherever like I can. Like a little bite terrier. <laughs> <laughs> or drop that, from the ceiling that. like a real bat. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. A really fat bat that's <laughs> that if it it kills its prey by dropping on them <laughs> <laughs> and wheezes but, in their wheezes in their ear as their life slowly passes out passes away. You just talk. Just give me a minute to catch my breath before. Oh, oh they're gone. But speaking of hats, no. speaking of hats, it's funny. It must be something of that generation because my old man who died earlier this year, he had heaps of hats and Ruby's still going through all his rubbish at home and he had, he's got that many hats and she doesn't know what to do with them. She feels a little bit, uh, I don't know, I just just get, just chuck, you know, chucking out good clothing because a lot of them never been worn but he just loved hats and caps and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Mine, I think it was because my old man was bald. That's probably why. He was probably more sun smart, not really, but maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. I ended up putting them all just into big boxes and, yeah. You can't, even, felt- do- you can't even donate them these days because um, he had a couple of suits, uh, like good suits that he'd only worn a couple of times, That, but he, none of the charity shops were interested in them because they couldn't sell them um, because no one wears suits anymore. You know, it's it's what what do you do with all these clothes? Take them to a morgue. I'm sure someone wants to get buried in a suit. Mm, yeah, I'd well, be able to there do you go. There's something you could do, you know, take them to an undertaker and go, suits for sale. He might well, want I, to wear I suggested a couple su- of times. I, su- <laughs> I suggested... Um, uh, giving them to like a local theatre group or a local actors group, but um, yeah, I don't Do they know. They actually exist still. Oh yeah, yeah, something. in little towns, yeah, yeah, they usually are. Some little, well, they probably don't exist at the moment because the COVID's ruined everything. But um, yeah, no, they're still around. Hmm. There you go. Anyway, did you know, ever have a spirograph? Do you remember the spirograph, the drawing thing that you used to? Yeah. After I think we had them. They were always good fun to play with. The little plastic things had all different sorts of shapes and sizes. You put a pencil in and drag them around and do whatever and whatnot with them. Yeah, they had all different sizes. So you had a big one, which was the outside, and then you went through it and mm. do all different shapes. Do you remember a version of that, which was sort of some form of crappy artwork that people used to make, and they'd get like a board and paint it black and then hammer in all the nails oh, in straight yeah. lines, and then they'd loop it around to make arches and or do all those sorts of swell, a bit like a spirograph itself. Yeah, with string in different colours string. If you're if you're really clever, you'd use like different coloured neons on the black background with with um, nails that you couldn't really see and. That seemed to be some crappy form of artwork there for a while. That's really up there with the felt painting, you know, the felt pictures of like dolphins or yeah, what Indian. kids did. Oh, yeah, no, but remember you'd be able to go and you'd get um, the 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 felt. Um, it'd usually be black 
with a blue sort of um, dolphin or two on it, a whale. Uh, there'd be an Indian chief with a wolf or something next to it, and it just seemed to be in that velour felty type. Um, so that was other dodgy art back in the day. Oh, all right. I, I thought I thought that was more the sorts of you know the different felt creatures you could have, so that people who couldn't speak, you know, could tell stories or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> I, I won't go, artwork. I won't, yeah, I won't go with the with the example I was going to use. It's probably not for a G-rated <laughs> podcast. But no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not at all. Um, yeah. So they fortunately seem to go the way. I don't know if they were sort of more seventies or more eighties, but I remember seeing them around as well. And people used to make them in you know cheap way of giving out a present or something like that. They were fairly hideous. It, you couldn't really, yeah, you couldn't really do much with them. I suppose. Um, You'd have to you'd have to know what you're doing because mine would be just like three nails. And look, I made a triangle. Pretty much be the, <laughs> yeah. the sum of it for me. I'm, I was going to make a square, but I couldn't be bothered. I got lazy halfway through it. Oh, that's unlike you, mate. That's unlike me to get lazy halfway through. So it. another artwork thing, which is possibly more of a '90s type thing, but I think it was sort of an end of '80s, early '90s type thing. It fortunately is not around anymore. But I used to really like it and had a few things and had books myself. Were the magic eye prints? The magic eye prints. The magic eye ones. So it'd, it'd be like oh, the fuzzy have to sort of stare thing. At them. And you'd have to sort of like dislocate one eye and make it a little bit off centre. And then you know, unhinge your unhinge your perception, and then look at them, and then you'd see like a boat or a dog or something like that in it. Uh, that all whenever I see, or they were back in the day, you'd be standing there, and some people were really good. You'd have to stare through them and then try and, you know. But I just remember out of mall rats, the guy who was trying to trying to stare at it for ages. <laughs> out of mall rats, um, yeah. trying trying to look at that to decide what. Uh, what it was but the um, way they used to do it is if you couldn't stand and stare at it um you know like from a decent distance they'd say put your nose up against it and slowly draw it back and let your eyes become unfocused to be able to see it and i remember they used to have them in in one of the malls uh, like the open air malls in um in sydney when i first moved to sydney they had them there and i couldn't do it so i'd be going and pushing my nose up against all these pictures and then slowly <laughs> slowly stepping back and hoping i didn't trip over somebody and go oh yeah there it is it's a bunny it was probably a horse instead of a <laughs> yeah, yeah. They get, uh, yeah, they could tell me it was anything. Yeah, yeah, it is. Do you want to buy it? Oh, yeah. yeah so, yeah. <laughs> but people yeah. used to buy them as art. Yeah, yeah. I think I did. Oh. I'm pretty sure I had a couple of them, and I had a mm, book of it God. as well. That's crazy. Loved it. I was mad for him. But yeah, no. There were. I, I used to have a lot of trouble doing them, and they used to go, you know, make it all go fuzzy, and then slowly try and gain focus. Mm, you know, mm. I'd be on the floor having a try, fit, still try, trying, yeah. to, try trying and get, to try and get your wonky eye to look straight just for a split second. <laughs> if you, you know, if you wave it in front of yourself really quick, it'll it'll come up with something. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, no, that, I forgot about them. Mm. But they were they were pretty popular. Yeah, but they were that was that was a thing that existed as well. That which probably shouldn't have. This is tremendous. Yes. All right. Any others you want to put down? Uh, I've got gab, gab, hacky sacks was the other one I had. Oh, hacky sacks! I love a hacky sack. Yeah, I quite like them too. They always hurt when you get frustrated with them and throw them at someone's head. They always used to hurt that little bit. They did, especially if you got them in the eye. <laughs> While they're trying it, to do their magic eye poster, yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, it just sort of just go. Uh, 
because one of those things, because they were so soft, it had hit slowly and then just expand out across their head. But, yeah, it's one of those things that I, I put hacky sacks, uh, you know, I, I think about it through the 80s and the 90s when you used to watch the American, um, you know, uh, college sort of comedies and things. It'd always be the yeah. uh, the, the outplan, kids. Outplan in the, outplan in the quad. In the quad. I don't know what the quad was, but just obviously just a big square area of grass mm. where they just could. We used to just call it the oval because it was probably more oval shaped. Um, oval teeny, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, when, and you'd have to really select who you play it with because some of them, you'd have to get good at home first before you'd go into play. But you know, you were never as good as what you see. But there's like people who can do hacky, they have hacky sack tournaments. Do they still like though? That. Yeah. Mate, if you, Search uh, obscure sports, the stuff that comes up. It's amazing. I reckon I'd be good at a lot of them because a lot of them don't involve too much movement. <laughs> yeah, but you've got to be good. Although you were all right with the soccer ball, weren't you? Yeah, I was all right with the, the soccer ball. I could, uh, you know, handle that one okay. It's a bit different. But back to uh, speaking of balls. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, this is. Remember the um, trying to think of what the name of those ugly balls were. The um, you know the balls, and they used to be um, monster balls or things. Monster balls, yes, that's them. Do you remember those? And you used to no. used to have them. They were the they were, but they were a ball. You you wouldn't really do anything. You just they're ugly looking things. They just oddly shaped. You couldn't play with them really. Um, but they'd be like skulls, zombies. Mummies, werewolves, all of those sorts of things. And why were they was, things? Why was anything anything in the eighties? It mm. it just was. It just was. I think. It, yeah. Oh, the eyeballs. There we go. Yeah, I'm looking at those. It. I mean, how could you play with it? It was more just a ball to have sitting around. I think it was more a boy like thing than anything else. Balls. Yeah. Yeah. That and, um, you know, action figures. But it was a ball. Yeah, I remember those ugly ugly balls. They're horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. Yeah, I, I so, kind of think I do. Hmm. Yeah, well, Good. they're not something you'd play um, handball with in the quad. In the quad? No, yeah. you couldn't You couldn't hacky sack with them because you give them a kick too hard and they'll go floating off into the universe. Yeah. That's like those rubber balls that we talked about. They were always great. They you were always great, especially the ones, you know, the little ones you used to get out of the machine. I like, like the I little, like. you know, like the little gumball machines, but they'd have those yep. rubber bouncy balls in it. Yeah, um, and you'd yep. always hope that if you did it slowly enough, it would let two through. That was like anything. It was always if you ever played those, uh, go to the arcade and you play games for t- um, tickets. Yeah. You'd always try and pull them in a certain way to to, to pull to out an extra an, one, leave another one out. Oh, I reckon there was always a midget in there pulling back on it. You'd know. Making sure you didn't. No, I would. It's all mm. my cousins. <laughs> all right. On that note, we've been going for long enough with this rubbish. I don't know that we really achieved anything or uh, covered covered too much. A lot of uh, different toys that we kind of remembered. Uh, if you've got any that you want to share with us, anything that you think we've missed, anything that you think would uh, uh, make a good inclusion, once was cool podcast at gmail.com. Uh, that's where you can can send us any of your feedback, send us any of your ideas. If you're a um, returning listener, thanks very much. Uh, if we could, uh, you know, 
Uh, I think our numbers are sort of down a little bit at the moment. We, I don't know the podcasting, ta- it, well, our podcast anyway, sort of taking off. So if we could ask people to tell a friend, we'd really appreciate it, pass it on. Um, and if you're a first-time listener, thanks very much. Uh, as you can see, nothing too serious and nothing really of any sorts of substance or value, nothing earth-shattering that's going to change the world. But apart from our blood pressure, it's uh, it's just, uh, you know, something that we enjoy doing. But thanks very much for listening. Wee, anything you want to add? No, I think you've just about summed it all up. Yeah, Simon, I, thank I spoke, you. spoke a lot and didn't really say much then, really. It's like life. Hmm. Anyway, thanks very much. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Bye-bye.